Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, aggressive. Glee, aggressive. You know, the clap is. <laughs> it's an outdated model, really. I, okay. The clap is outdated. I think totally. we can all agree on that. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. I would assume so. Um. Anyway, welcome back to a confusing episode of of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive, which has a clap in the title. Yeah, and you know, we all make choices. Uh, my name is Karina Stokes. And I'm what the fox say. I'm what the Brodsky. I'm what the Brodsky. That's better, actually. Good job. Um, what does the Brodsky? Um, and we are here. Too much and nothing at all. To discuss... As you might have guessed, season five, episode seven of Glee, entitled Puppet Master. Uh, yep. This originally aired November 28th, 2013. On Thanksgiving, wow. I believe. I think this episode came out on Thanksgiving. Really? Um, but it's, So it's a Thanksgiving episode, but it's not a Thanksgiving episode because obviously no. they don't sing Turkey Lurkey There's time. There's no... They, they don't, and good imagine if they made that like just a tradition they were like actually we're just gonna bring this one back every i'd be year. okay with it honestly maybe this isn't the show for that but if it was i wouldn't be too mad because like it would be the kind of thing where it like like the what's new pussycat mm-hmm. joke from john mulaney where it's like you're like man is this just a long song or like have they done this already or am i crazy and then like you're mad and then you're funny and then it's funny and then you're mad again but then it's funny again like yep. i think it would be that it would have to like come around and be like oh actually right this is this i'm annoyed i'm hearing this song again oh wait actually maybe this season it works right um i could see that um yeah. i before we get too much into this episode I have a follow-up for you. Ooh. Uh, as you recall, last time I struggled to find if they ever did any more Billy Joel songs after moving mm-hmm. out, and I couldn't. I was like, they used to have this list where I could just search by artist and tell you like what songs they did, and I couldn't find it. Well, today I did find it. Yay. So I can tell you that that was, in fact, the final Billy Joel song of Glee. Um, wow. Also, they did a lot more Billy Joel than I remembered. They did one, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve Billy Joel songs in five seasons of Glee. And yes, half of those were from that one episode, but still. Right. I was actually thinking about that today when they covered the Madonna song. Like, how many Madonna songs do they do outside of the Madonna episode? That's a good point. Well, now I have my list so I can tell exactly. you. Exactly. We can check it out. Yeah. There's a lot of Madonna. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. We got... We have one more Madonna. Okay. One more Madonna to Not go. including today. After yes, today. You, after today, okay. we still have one more Madonna. I believe that. Oh, wow. Madonna's pretty prolific, too. Yeah. I mean, we've done one, 15, 17, 18, 19 Madonna songs. And some of those okay. are like, they were in a mashup, so it's two for one. It's kind mm, of special, but still. We sure. heard 19 different songs of right. Madonna. Um. Anyway, wow. enough about reminiscing about episodes past. I guess we have to talk okay. about the episode present. I, <laughs> the ghost of episode present. I'm looking forward to it, honestly. I'm 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 ready to talk about it. Okay, let's go. All right, so this is five seven, yep. or like most of us males, five ten, uh, <laughs> called the Puppet Master. <laughs> that was good. Um, Thank yes. you. I wish I could say I thought of that on my own. I've definitely seen that a lo- around the Twitter and. Uh, instagram and tiktok spaces but classic nonetheless anyway we do have a glee cap yep. um all i got from it was thank you for bringing back the fucking that's band. all i wrote down too like they remembered we have a band <laughs> yes it's also like um and this is obvious like that's the point of the recap but it's very much of like you know in a reality tv show 
where you suddenly start seeing talking heads of someone who doesn't normally get like a lot of talking heads or a lot of screen time and you're like yes ah, i see we're focusing on you're probably going home today um mm-hmm. it's that it's like oh, okay so here's who we have to talk to today because you mentioned the band so the band will be a prominent feature although prominent mm-hmm. i think is a generous word i don't know if agreed this is the season the part of this glee season gleason as you were the gleason yeah the reason for the gleason i feel like it things flag a little bit and i think mm-hmm. it's because we're getting a lot of these episodes where a lot of little things happen and so there's nothing there's no real plot there's just a lot of little bits going on right like much like last episode which feel like it it had too much it was all over the place this one kind of also felt like that to me, that we're dealing with too many, like, ping-ponging. Yes. And at the same time, mm-hmm. I think this could have been an okay episode in the first three seasons of Glee. Yeah. You know what? Like... I would buy that. With, with the exception of the last song, which uh, we know that you know that we know that you know. Yeah. We'll get to it. But, like, overall, even the crazy premise could have been... A, a pretty solid, like, footing ground with a season you know, two-ish cast. You know what it would have been? This would make a really solid filler episode in a stronger season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is good for a Thanksgiving time episode when, like, people are, yes. you know. Yes. They've just eaten turkey. They have family things, so maybe they won't be able to catch it live like they normally do. So you don't want to put anything too important happening. But... Because this season has been so mid at mm-hmm. to be generous at best. that you're just like, okay. And when you're watching it in a vacuum where you've just been watching it, like you're like, oh my God, okay, this is another filler episode. You're right. absolutely right. This could have been a perfectly good episode in a stronger overall season. And if we're going with the puppet angle, yeah, I think that could have been... I mean, even with this episode, it could have so much more leaned into the Henson, Sesame Street, yes. Muppet Christmas Carol of it all. Yeah. With the timing of the episode, maybe maybe the, you don't get the rights, but I think there's something yeah. to be said for the influence of puppets on like millennial and Gen Z culture. Honestly, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, this episode did not have enough puppets. It didn't have enough puppets. It didn't have enough puppet. It no. needed to just lean in. Everyone should have just been puppets fantasies. Yeah. Exactly. It could have been like a whole, like, you could have had, so, again, we'll get into the full glee caps in a minute, but <laughs> you could have. Let's fix this episode first. Right. For, <laughs> normally we'd say that for the end, but you could have at the, t- or at the top have that gas leak motif. Yeah. And it could have just affected everybody. So yes. everybody's having the same gas leak fever dream where everybody's puppets. Right. And it could have just been like that kind of jovial episode. Yes. Yeah. More more puppets. I can't believe more the episode puppets. puppet. It just didn't have enough puppets in it. Rude. Or the puppets that were in it sometimes were not the puppets we wanted. They weren't being used correctly. Again, right. you, you, you all know. We all know. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um... <laughs> But we do open on Glee Club proper. Yep. A lot going on, lots of percussion, people learning to play the people drums or fun. Yeah. But they again, they Susie peppered Mr. Shoe out of the first half of this episode. Yep. Where Blaine walks in and is like, Oh yeah, well, uh, sorry Mr. Shoe can't make it. He's got like he has to stay in his classroom for like a school board inspection kind of thing. Anyway. Like I was just like, does no one in the writer's room care anymore? Right. This very much felt like we just need a reason to we need a reason for Blaine to be the focus of this episode, so now he's too bossy. Yeah, which, like, I do buy, like, yeah. uh, in the current status and the current standing of the current season. Right. Um, but, yeah, so he wants, like, nas- he want- he's talking about Nationals ideas. Everyone's over Blaine's whole thing. Um, right. He's kind of like this Rachel Berry meets Shoe character in this moment. Mm-hmm. And... I don't I don't remember what happened but Sam's face just like went mouth agape shocked and it was so funny and it was two people for a cappella versus pretty much everyone else. Yes. Um, Jake was like no Blaine's actually maybe Blaine's right. Right. Uh, but everyone else is like no lame. 
you're just uh, you're just trying to do the warblers again. You're just trying to focus yourself. Frankly, she he's being very Rachel Berry, but you know he is. And I, I mean, it could have been some. There could have been something about like we're out of ideas. We need something fresh, and he offers mm-hmm. acapella, but it's like no, we don't want to be the warblers, and maybe yes. the puppets are a thing that they can do. Getting ahead of myself. Yes. Anyway, Blaine is not going to give his help, and he's going to mope and be grumpy. Me, me, me. I'm going to sit out in Will's office couch, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Kurt calls an emergency band meeting because they have their debut gig. Rachel says, mm-hmm. I canceled my dialect class for this. What dialect <laughs> is she learning? What dialect are you learning? I don't what? know. Barbara Streisand, like, are you just honing your New York Jew impression? That's what, that was, I was like, that was my question. I was like, is New York Jew a dialect they teach? Oddly enough, in the dialect class that they offered at SUNY New Paltz, that was one of them. Was just old old timey New York Jew or current New York Jew? Uh, like, a stereotypical New York Jew. Mm-hmm. So more old timey, but like, all of us that are from a southern New York suburb were like, what are you talking about? That's just how we talk. Beautiful. Did you learn? Right. That's that's what a college degree will get you. Exactly. Exactly. Just affirmation um, of your own regionalism. Or maybe she is just taking a regular dialect class for her musical theater degree. Like, we don't know if it's for oh, Fanny. Right. But she is in college, technically. Technically. And she's working a job. She's very busy. She's and very she has time Sarah to Jessica be in a band. Parker in that mm-hmm. one movie, I think. Sex in the City? Sure. <laughs> she has it all. She, I think that's the name of the movie, too. Anyway, so where is this debut gig, you ask? Yes. Oh, well, it is at that nightmare bar called Callbacks. Oh, my God. I forgot. So, okay. Here's the thing. I wrote down, is Callbacks a real place? And as I was writing that, I'm like, I've written that before. <laughs> I've written that. No. I'm like, I feel like I've talked about this with Ian. But yeah. how? And it's because, because this is the word... This is where someone cried about their skin tight jeans. Sad teenage dreams, skin tight oh jeans. We're back, it's baby. The same bar. I can't it's believe Glee bar. remembered its own bar it made Thank up. Thank God they did, though. Honestly, if you're going to have one continuity point, let that be it. Let that nightmare bar be it. Okay. Well, then I have beef with the show then being like having no one show up because you're right. telling me at the college theater bar on a Thursday someone's coming up on a Thursday. For a Madonna cover band? Yeah. Right? We will get to that, too, because I have uh, thoughts on oh that. Oh, my God. I feel vindicated now because I really was. I was writing, is Callbacks a real place? And I was like, damn, I really feel like I've thought about this already, <laughs> but how can that be? I'm so happy for you that this happened. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm so proud of Glee, also. <laughs> wow. Document that one, folks. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate. So they're like, no, we can't do that. It's a musical theater bar. It's career suicide. Like, no, like, you want to get music critics to come see you. It's not like the Bitter End or the Mercury Lounge, which I was proud of them for naming two real, still existing see, that was going to be my follow-up. That are like, music venues, yeah. Are those actual real places? Yes. Amazing. Um, yeah, Bitter End is cool, but Bitter End can also be overrun with NYU students, and when you're, like, in your 30s and just trying to, like, see your friend perform, it can be a little annoying. You don't um, want to see college. Yeah, that's very fair. I mean, nothing against NYU students and their freedom to go to the bitter end, but I don't know. <laughs> Mood. Um, yeah, they're a Madonna cover band now. Um, also, Which, like, Kurt's, Kurt's being very Blaine in this, uh, and we don't yes. talk about that. How it seems like that's going to sort of be a plot also that, like, and it kind of is, I guess. The like mm. overarching theme of this episode is people wanting to be in control of situations, I guess. Right. Um, it seems like it's maybe cool for when Kirk does Kirk. Kurt does it. Um, maybe Captain but Kirk. also Yeah. He was like, Yeah, Madonna cover band was my first instinct, so that's what we're gonna go with. And everyone's like, um, okay. okay. And he's like, No. L- look at my dream sequence. <laughs> and, and I mean a good for that because they have not rehearsed once, and whatever day that the, it is in this universe, mm-hmm. the gig is next Thursday or this Thursday. Yeah. So they better be putting on something that they know how to do. Right. It's true. Um, I have a issue with this dream sequence. Well, go on. Uh, why are you? 
using your special guest star Demi Lovato and not even letting her like she you're gonna stick her behind a keyboard in the back behind the four of them like it for all I know maybe it wasn't even Demi Lovato like maybe she really did not really come to set and they just like uh CGI'd her into the shot later they were they like had her yeah, for one day she's not coming in you ca- you have her for the two sh- scenes you need her in so they sing Madonna's into the groove, into the groove. it's fine it's fine. Um, Adam Lambert does kind of kill it. Yeah. Like, did you know Adam Lambert is on a Christmas album with Darren Chris? I didn't. That's adorable. Darren Chris has a Christmas album out. It's pretty good. And he does a cover of Everybody's Waiting for the Man with the Bag with Adam Lambert. Is it called a Darren Christmas? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> it fucking better be. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, <laughs> it's on my... Uh, it is called A Very Darren Christmas, spelled Great. the way you would expect. Wonderful. No yeah. notes. A plus. Um, he also has a song with Evan Rachel Wood on there. Fascinating. Yeah. It's a song. It's fine. It Demi Lovato's barely in it. Which is a real crime. I spent so much time watching this being like, if I'm miscounting, is... It, you know who else seems like they're like got their paycheck and did not do a lot else this episode? Santana. No. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She she was barely step touching along. Yes. I mean, good for them. Good for them. Like if this if this Madonna cover were again in an earlier season. Yes. And by anybody, but of course, like if it, if this were just an Adam Lambert cover of mm-hmm. a Madonna song, Dianu. For real. Yeah, I, like, the band is, like, whatever of a plot. Yeah. And then, like, he, we snap out of the dream sequence. Blaine calls him, and it's just, like, that's it. He dips. Mm-hmm. Um, And, yeah, so there's that split screen of the two of them. Yes. Blaine and Kurt, the first one that we see of the episode. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't be too aggressive. You don't want to be a puppet master. Pause. Yes. Like, a, a dramatic pause, distinct pause. Yeah, like... This is I also this also annoyed me too, because because then later Blaine's like my own fiance called me a puppet master. I'm like he did not. He said you don't want to become, become one. Become one, yeah. He didn't say like well you know sometimes you can be a bit of a puppet master. Right. He said you don't want to be one, and you're like okay, that's just a warning, not an insult. Right. It's a hey, be careful, bro. Right. It's be like it's basically been like you're still in high school where things have to be fair sometimes even though you wouldn't know it in the glee club right. miss rachel barry like I, yeah and like oh and then he's like yeah by the way can you come to new york city again i have a jet blue voucher and it's like great thank we've, you for explaining. we've explained we've Susie peppered that one away as well check and check also where is kurt getting the money to buy these like how do you okay i don't know how airline travel works anymore it's, Kurt is uh, like, I will well. get you a, I will get you a JetBlue voucher. Does that mean that Kurt is buying Blaine like Blaine's ticket, or he has maybe he still gets it from Vogue? Unclear. Maybe, maybe he gets. But does he still work at Vogue? I don't Unclear. know. I I mean, if we're looking for like a logical answer, I could see that his dad, who is in Congress, maybe get is mm. racking up points from flying back and forth on that's Jet a Blue, good perhaps. point the family uh the family miles that's the a family very... miles and because bert loves his son so much if and did sign off on the engagement and everything yep yep if yep. kurt were to say like hey we have this great thing going okay like is it okay if i use the miles i'm sure mm-hmm. bert would be like absolutely have a great time at your gig i have to go legislate sorry right i can't, I make can't it. come uh because i'm a very important congressman or whatever senator right. i don't remember i think congressman and especially because i'm a very important congressman like i will let you use the the miles for blaine yes that's a good you know what good job thank, thank you. you for coming up with a very reasonable explanation for why they are able to uh traverse like halfway across the country with such frequency all just a part of karina and ian fixly yes yes and uh figgins is a janitor that's yep. right um sue is meeting with the school board uh to talk about becoming full-time principal and like i feel like even jane lynch in we can see how done she is with this job absolutely like the the 
spice is just not there anymore. The the fire is just out, and I don't blame her. I mean, she gets caught in the middle of just a, a sh- shit-ass plot for Sue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's nothing. It's nothing, and it's bad. It's a really It's not. Off- and, okay, obviously Glee isn't known for its believability. <laughs> but this plot of Sue gets mistaken for a man? Really? And... And it's not like we haven't been here before on that idea. Like, yeah. We have the whole thing with Coach Beast, who we haven't seen in a long time. No, I don't even know if Beast is in this season anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, like, it's not like we haven't fully been here before. Yeah. This is, this is different, but it's like, okay, like another masculine woman plot line. Okay. Yeah, and like also it's just it's not even like not to be uh too broad. It's not even like Sue gets mistaken for a lesbian, which like frankly would make, fine like be a little more believable. It's just like no, this guy straight up thinks that Jane Lynch is just a man. Right, thinks that Sue Sylvester is a dude. Yeah. This plot could have gone. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's after the, like, okay, and, like, also part of, like, having to, like, a, like purely for the exposition, I guess, we have the superintendent and one other guy from the school board there to specifically say that stuff in, in service of being like, okay, well, we'll be here later this week or next right. week or something. Like, fucking, what's the point? What's the point? And then we cut to Becky um, hanging out with Sue. Um, the idea of uh you have an allure that goes beyond gender that um, was a good that line funny and she was like that's what i've always said like that was actually pretty great and then becky is like well you could try a skirt every now and then this is where we learn a air quotes backstory yes we get a flashback to the 80s skirts yeah were not respected if you wore a skirt you would not be respected uh a young figgins doing a crocodile dundee accent says you got to put some pants on or else you'll never get any respect I guess my notion would be more that, like, the 80s were full of pants that were also feminine, I guess, is my thought. <laughs> That's true. You're right there. Like, it feel like Power it suits and all that. All, uh, all or nothing there. We did gloss over at the top of the scene where they're just eating cereal. Right. And Becky just goes, by the way, I'm lactose intolerant, so I might have to fart. <laughs> That was really good. Thank you for reminding me of that. That was and then really she good. does look like she is un- has uncomfortable farts later in yeah. the scene, like where she's like, "I don't want to keep talking about this, Sue. I just you've made me eat so much dairy, and I can't handle it." Uh, relatable, relatable. As a result of all this, the Sue that we know and love was born. Yes, with a tracksuit in every color. Maybe it's time for a change. Wouldn't help hurt you to grow up a bit. Okay. Okay. And then we get Blaine and Brad, like the most character development. Brad, Lord, drop. Brad, Lord, drop. He has a gambling problem. His house is being foreclosed on. He owes thousands of dollars to some very sketchy people. Yeah. Like what a wild use of this guy. And this is all just in service. Yeah. It's just in service of like to show Blaine who is like... Not listening and only thinking of his own problems. So he's like, yeah, 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 blah, 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 your needs. The real problem is that Glee Club doesn't respect me. So I'm just going to sit in the corner and, and not mope. even try. And then we get our first fe- gas leak fever dream. Yes. Where it's everyone is puppets. puppets. There's a detail on the puppets that I quite liked. So, as you know, in puppet world... Uh, you differentiate between a male and female puppet by whether or not they have lipstick on. Yes. Um, and there's, and like you know, it's like pink or red lipstick lips on a lady puppet, and then the guys are just straight felt mouths. Except yes. Sam puppet has an mm-hmm. outline of lips that are just in the same color as his felt yes. skin, so it does accentuate that trouty mouth in puppet yes. form. And I was Honestly, like, attention A-plus. to detail. A plus attention to detail there. Who did you find most unsettling in puppet form? Um, oh 
goodness. I feel like I might have to go with Jake. Jake was pretty good. Ryder also was a unpleasant puppet to look at. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't recognize Marley at first. I was like, did they make the jazz band as puppets too? And then I was like, oh, she's oh, wearing no, a hat. How could I forget? <laughs> That's the only reason why I knew it was her because I'm like, yeah, that one that, puppet that one with brown hair has a hat. The unique puppet looks like a middle-aged secretary, which I know is how they dress <laughs> unique in general, but like without Wait. the face of Alex Newell behind... It just oh looks like an unfortunate secretary puppet. Oh, no. You're right on every beat of that. Holy shit. Because you look at Unique oh and you're like, goodness. okay, well, that's just a child with some weird style issues. But in a puppet form, you're like, what's she's that going 45-year-old to... secretary yeah, doing with these other puppets? Here? But also, like, because that was how girls were dressing up to the club in that day. They were oh wearing business casual business to the club. Business casual at the club is real. You're so right. Oh, my God. That made my night. Thank you. Ugh. And they sing Best Friend by Queen. Yes. Because they're all stroking his ego. And they're yep. like, you're really the best. We need your smooth as a baby's butt voice. Yikes. Yeah. Um, to sing us a song. So he sings this song yeah. with the puppets. And yes. it's very Muppet core. It is. And I love this, honestly. It, it, again, would have been great if in another, in an earlier season plotline. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's got that, like, one human versus all the Muppets vibe, which is very on brand for a Muppets property. Which we love. Yes. And it also is very Avenue Q coded, which was yes. of the time. So, like, musical puppets was not an unheard of sort of concept. It could have really worked. It just needed more puppets. It just needed more puppets. Like, I mean, we've been talking about the past few episodes how these these episodes need a solid A plot. Like, the puppets yeah. should have just been an A plot, which I guess they were. They were, but, like, but it double just Double down like, on it. We get rid of the Sue plot to be able to just focus on, like... More Muppets. And you could get rid of the Jake plot, too, I think. And just yeah. having, like, dueling narratives of Kurt and Blaine... Mm-hmm. both trying to like both trying to vie for a thing of control and that means all of McKinley is puppets and then you have a puppet break when you go to New York and it's Kurt trying to be in control of a fledgling band and more Demi Lovato yes we fixed it thank you good night everybody hello our check please Yes, our address is. Yes, um, you can mail it to gleeaggressive at gmail Please mail your an check e-check. to gleeaggressive. Yes, an e check. Um, the weirdest thing to me in this was Ryder sort of being the default drummer boy. It's very like new Finn, you know. Like exactly. they really said, "Can I copy your homework?" Yes, but change <laughs> but it a change, little bit yeah, so they yeah. don't catch on. Yeah, that's very much the vibe. But they're like, "Oh, really?" It's And it's so weird because if it had been a matter of like, basically if it had been anything else except Corey Monteith passing away, like yeah. they, it would have just, it they could have gotten away with it. If Corey were alive, but like they fired him or he quit or he was written off or whatever, you could have made that work. But it's just like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like, mm. Yeah. We don't need him to do that. Like, we didn't need to see anyone drumming this episode. It, it didn't further a plot. Right. So. Um, right. And then he gets woken up by real-life Tina, Sam, and Kitty, but a puppet unique, LOL. Yes, right? Like, oh, is it... Did it fully wear off? Yeah. Um, then we cut to Jake choreographing for the Cheerios. It's a mess. It is. Um, apparently, he's just fucking all the cheerleaders. All of them. All of them, because Bree's like, excuse me, and he's like, yup, you know. He's like, whatever, if that's me, I'm a man slut. They said I'm it several times in the recap. In the recap, yeah. yeah. We're in the hallway, Blaine thanks, thanks Jake for sticking up for him, uh, but tells him there's something up with the choir room. Like, take a seat in the back corner and Just, uh, like, trust check it me. out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this, this has been bugging me since I watched this episode. This, mm-hmm. like tidbit of like sit in this spot and like something wild will happen feels like it's a trope out of some other media things that and i can't come up with an example of like the only thing i can think of is alice in wonderland but that's very different yeah 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 yeah. i'm thinking of there is like something else where maybe our listeners will know where this they're like oh all you like very winkingly being like you just need to go like 
to right. this apartment or go to sit, sit in this spot. like I don't know and then it's like just trust me on this like right but I can't come up with any other examples of what that actually would be so it feels like a trope so it does. if you so have examples right in an example the only thing that's stuck in my head is is the squip song from be more chill and that is not yeah. what it is I mean it's not but it is but it's not some top of the line can't even buy it on the internet shit right it's right. from japan um it's from japan that song slaps that was in my uh, spotify top 100 this year i'm happy for you that is not the most embarrassing thing in my top 100 most played songs of 2023 i also believe that yeah sit in this sheet this seat it will go crazy on you which which like jake then immediately does like yeah he cuts to shu is back teaching the glee club and Jake is like, what's the point? I could teach a dance, but none of you would get it. And those of you who could would would only be trying to keep up with me. And he's like, okay, like, and he's like I'm not conceited. I'm bored. Yep. Give me a beat. And that's where we get the, our next song, yes. which is a mashup of Nasty Boys and Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson. Yes. I was going to say Blaine loves pup- Blaine's fantasies involve puppets, and Jake's involves Janet Jackson. Which? And cheerleaders. And cheerleaders, which honestly, I loved this. Yeah, this was very good. This was rad. And another thing that was like, if season two Glee would have like eaten this. Yes, it's true. Like no crumbs. Um, Brie inexplicably gets to like have character development in the middle of the song. Right. Meanwhile, like it it started out as Jake and Marley's song, which made perfect sense. Yeah. Like this was a perfect song theatrically to plug into this moment. And then Brie sort of getting perturbed and chiming in throughout there. Uh, we find out why later. Yeah, we do. Which, mm. Um, mm. But, yeah, and, like, suddenly Brie is singing, and you're like, her? I didn't know she was able to do that. I thought her only job was to right. be a bitch. Right. And they're like, no, she has to, She can have a little bit of character development as a treat. As a treat. And you can tell because her hair is down. Exactly. And she's behind the fence. Um, yep. And if you're behind Looking the moody. fence, you're not with Jake. Uh, you could only be uh, on the other side of the fence if you're dancing to Rhythm Nation Nasty. Exactly. So that Nasty Rhythm Nation. Nasty Rhythm Nation. Um, uh, absolute slap, though. Um, yes. And then it goes from, like, in the hallways to this, like, like back alley set with a hence yes. the chain link fence. And it's um, a bit of a recreation of, I'm guessing, the music video. I would have to assume. I can't confirm, and I'm not going to look it up right this second. Um, I think the choreography is similar, if not the same. That like, would make I, sense. I don't know it very well, but um, the little I do know about that, that's I feel like that's what it looks like. And if it's not that, then they definitely did a great job of doing a Janet Jackson-inspired choreography. Yes. No, this was very good and very fun. Yeah. And then they cut to art class. Congratulations, uh, nope. we have a new teacher. Yeah, I, that was also my note of new teacher alert. Her name is, I did write it down, uh, Miss Alfarno. Okay. Uh, it's not that she teaches art. She teaches what Blaine calls arts and crafts. <laughs> he says, since arts You're and right. crafts is my senior oh, elective, my. I'd, can I stop learning about yarn and make a puppet? And I said, You're taking arts and crafts class like you like are in Boy Scout day camp? camp? Yes. <laughs> You're going to uh, make some lanyards next? You're going to make some popsicle stick frames? Right. Uh, some boondoggle over there? Not going to lie. That sounds great right now. Some arts if and I crafts? Could, if I could call out of work tomorrow just to like make crafts. There is really something to be said about being able to do crafts when you do not have to pro- procure, set up, or clean up any of the material. Yes. Because crafting yes. can be very fun, but you need a space and materials to do so. And, and someone else responsible for everything. Yep. That's like 90% of my job is to be the person That's responsible yeah, for other yeah. people's ability to do crafts. Yep. So, yes, he's like, I would just love to make a puppet. And a teacher's like, fine, I guess, weirdo. <laughs> and then Stoner Brett is like, can I do something? And he's like, no. I love that he was like, can I experiment with, with some decoupage? Decoupage. And I was like, perfect. That's that's um, perfect for Stoner Brett. Did you clock the project he was currently working on? I did, and I was writing notes. His current project is um, what appeared to be a knitted bong koozie. 
or or uh, just a knitted bong. Uh, but it is definitely a a piece of fiber art that, in the shape of a bong in Rastafarian colors, of course. Of course, because but, uh, stoner breath. I was stoner. like, stoner Bart never change. Um, <laughs> so oh, that's our prom king. Yes, it is. In one class, one period, it appears that Blaine constructs an entire puppet, a perfect Kurt like replica puppet too, like yeah. with the hair and everything. With the hair and everything. Like, in no time at all. And yes. I've watched our friend Daniel Jordan make Muppets. Those things take they time. take time. You cannot do that in one singular session of arts and crafts. Not at all. That takes training. <laughs> um, but he walks down the hallway having a full conversation with this puppet. Again, very Muppet-coded. Like This would have been better if it was still a fantasy sequence. Yes. Yeah. And, like, we didn't... I mean... Again, better in an earlier season, but we didn't necessarily need like Sue banning the puppets because she yeah. has to assert her power because she doesn't want to be like feminized and disrespected again. Right, because she's like walking down the hallway in heels, poorly. So. Heels and the tracksuit, yeah. So yeah, people. So when she feels like she's being not respected by Blaine, that's when she's like, "Fine, no puppet for you." A lot of very like funny hands up butts and a lot skirts of gay jokes. jokes. Yep, like very sneaky and funny of Glee to do. Cut to Sue's office. She throws out the heels. Uh, she barges into Shoe's office, which appears to be right next to the principal's office. She like throws the shoes and in like the same shot walks into the Glee club. So I was like, "Are you all best friends right next to each other?" <laughs> it's a very uh, college suite style. Yes, they share a bathroom. Aw. So uh, uh, she's like, you're an oddly feminine man. Somehow when you dance, like, you maintain your manliness. Um, because she has a crush on the superintendent, like, but he thought she was a man. And then we get into this whole thing about how Ginger Rogers often was the one leading her dances yep. with Fred Astaire. And she did everything that he did, of course, backwards, backwards and, and in heels. heels. Yep. We all know, which is phenomenal. We mm -hmm. love it. And so, also, it was really funny as he was explaining it that, that Sue was like, I do not see how this pertains to the conversation at hand. <laughs> Will offers to teach her how to lead from backwards and in heels Yep. if if she gives him some more money for the Glee Club. And she's like, absolutely not. You've had enough money. You had Artie. Where did you it get this giant Lady Gaga windsock that had to cost yeah. at least $1,000? I'm not giving you more money, you fool. And and Shu, to his credit, is like, yeah, you got me there. Yeah, and he's like, fine, bye. bye. And <laughs> Sue gets to have her own uh, gas-induced dream sequence. Of cheek to cheek. Yes. Uh, Jane's trying. She's trying yeah. so hard to have a good time. God bless her. This like, is probably more fun than anything else she gets to do with Sue at this point. But yeah, you can tell that there's not a lot of love in this number. Like, she's white-knuckling through, and of course Matthew Morrison is, like, in his bag, and he's absolutely loving it, but it's, like, yeah. there is a disparity here. It's light choreography, it's fine, like, it's... It doesn't... It's, yeah, it just doesn't... Like, yeah. you know how when they redid the Make Him Laugh uh, yeah. thing that, like, it's two people who clearly, like, were both equally in love with that number and really giving it their all because Harry Shum Jr. and Matthew Morrison were both like, this is our right. shit, we can do this. Ugh. Here it felt more like, well, okay. <laughs> Man, remember Mike Chang? Yeah. I know I literally texted this to you the other day, but like... Ugh. Miss him. Did you know he was Miss on Grey's him. Anatomy? Yeah. <laughs> like right now? He's on Grey's what, like Anatomy? Like as we speak? Well, I don't think it's currently him. airing at this exact moment, but yes. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's a fine song. It's, it's fine. Song. It's not. Obviously, this was never going to be my favorite because it's not the style of, for anything. And it does feel like like Matthew Morrison's so like this is something he could do very easily that he's his performance isn't so outstanding that it kind of uh, outweighs, you know, as you said, the white knuckling. <laughs> Yeah. 
And then we get Bree being mad at Jake. Uh, neither of them want to be boyfriend-girlfriend. So, like, what's the issue? And this is where we get the drop that Bree is pregnant. Glee, you got to get another thing that can happen in relationships. <laughs> There's other the dramatic cheerleader. It's not even the first time the captain of the cheerleading team was knocked up by a puckerman. I know. Like, at least, like... That was day one. Day one. And I would be able to forgive this as like a like, because that kind of thematically is a little interesting, right? Like, oh, it's happening again. You're turning into your brother. If we hadn't had Rachel just have a pregnancy scare like a minute ago, basically. Which like I totally forgot They wasted their second pregnancy scare plot on Rachel Berry for nothing because it made this one like Phil even like like really feels like Lee was like let's reach into our bag of tricks oops it's pregnancy again <laughs> and with that if they wanted to do yet another pregnancy thing and yeah. if they really wanted to go the abortion route like they were teasing us yes they could they should have stuck to the abortion route right instead like spoiler alert for like 20 minutes from now or whatever but like it's just like nope false alarm that's that. Right. Bree's just like, you can't, uh, you're going to come with me to the doctor. Um, then, like, it's staying between us for forever. That's the right yeah. thing to do. Right? I was just saying, it's like the second most egregious pregnancy plot that they had. Because, really, like I said, this would have hit better if it hadn't just happened to Rachel for half an episode where she was like, I'm pregnant. No, actually, it was a false alarm. Like, right. this one doesn't even have a pregnancy test involved. Like, it's just her right. being like, oh, I was late. Like, do we think this is better or worse than Quinn trying to steal back her baby? At least Quinn trying to steal back her baby took more than 20 minutes. Like, that was at least a long con on Quinn's part. True. That had that was an arc, uh, albeit a dumb one. <laughs> right. This is just right. like an afterthought of an episode. This is truly like not even registering on the, rail, uh, the radar. Correct. Uh Anyway, Blaine breaks in and steals the puppet, and Sue catches him. I My only notes for this are Blaine knows how to pick a lock, and Sue has a clapping uh, light in her office. We I respect it. That's efficient. I also like that um, she just goes, um, so cancel your invisible jet or whatever bullet train that takes you back and forth yes. from New York so often, and go feel shame. Yes. Um, Glee being like, we know. We read the comments. Right. We're on the message boards. Yeah, I also, I also did like Sue being like, "Of course you're going to break in on the dead of night to to steal your puppet." I was like, "Is this an of course? Okay, is this? Yeah, it's Glee. Yeah. It doesn't need to make sense." Right. That's basically the tagline of this part of season five. <laughs> Glee. We don't know either. Correct. Um, and then the puppet comes to life for a little <laughs> bit. Another thing that there was just like, I guess that could also be. I here's the thing. Nice thing this episode has for it. Is anything that doesn't make sense can just be explained with residual gas leak. Um, yeah. So I will give them that. That's They built themselves in a pretty good out for, like, yeah. anytime they want to make a dumb joke. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then Blaine calls to tell Kurt about it. Except he doesn't and... call until right. He doesn't call, like, right then, like, oh, hey, so sorry. I got detention just now, and I won't be able to come tomorrow. He appears to have called right before the gig's about to start to the point where, like, he was yeah. supposed to be in the audience. That's a good point. Like, yeah. why would he call then? Why would he call then? They're in the same time zone. Yeah. Yeah. It's They're, they're young people. Even if he they're had broken people. into the school at 9 p.m., he could still call and be like, Kurt, I'm so sorry. There's been a weird thing with Sue. I'm not going to be able to come in tomorrow because I am a high schooler. Because I got in trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even if it was like midnight, 1 a.m., it could yeah. be totally plausible for Kurt and Rachel to be awake yes. just chilling. Um, and then Kurt gets like very mad that Blaine made a puppet version of him. Yeah. To me, too mad, but I don't know. Yeah, it didn't seem justified. Like, it, it, it seems like they needed an to excuse be... to tie in Puppet Kurt. Yeah. It'd be reasonable for him to be maybe a little weirded out. Um, yeah. Another thing that if Kurt 
if Blaine had just texted him a picture being like, LOL, look what I did in arts and crafts today, uh, it could have been a lot less weird. Right. Like, it could have been just like, oh, that's weird, but that's really sweet. Yeah. But dude. Wow, that's kind of weirdly talented, and I'm a little wigged out, but okay. It's, but it's giving Kurt's like, Yes. Instead, Kurt's like, how dare you? Is that how you see me as just someone you can control and say what you want to say? And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a... That's a leap. That's a big leap. You guys maybe are too young to be engaged, which, like, the doy. Um, Duh. <laughs> what, what is my next note? My next oh. note is just, there's too many plots this episode. That, absolutely. My next note is, um, yes, they are miraculously now, not miraculously, but they are now ready to go on, and there is one person in the audience. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was like, okay, it is, like, appropriate, like, for a just-starting-out band to have, like, a very scant crowd. Yes. But do they have no friends? Does Rachel Berry not live in four places at once where she couldn't just be like, hey, cast a funny girl. I got this gig with the band I'm doing. Come through. We'll make it a whole thing. It's at callbacks. You all know callbacks. Yes. Hey, everybody I go to college with. Right. Callbacks Thursday at nine, like band thing. It's gonna be fun. We're singing Madonna songs. You're all gay. Like you're gonna yes. love it. There's they have a deeper well of people to get into this gig than just one guy. Also, okay, we learn that Blaine is in detention at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yes, which means that this gig is also happening at four o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe, yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, that would also be a reason why no one showed up is because people are still at work. Yeah, or, like, people can't come doing things. Why is callbacks even open at four o'clock in the afternoon if Callback it's a cool should hit not bar? Be open. Right, yeah. shouldn't be open until six earliest. Earliest. Uh, yeah. So there's some real, uh, weird time shit happening in this episode. But again, it's just because they were moving fast. They're like, no time. Got to, got to keep all these threads sewing or whatever <laughs> gotta keep sewing these threads baby mm-hmm. um we cut to unique in sue's office um weird gender stuff as usual yep. but sue in earnest asking unique to help feminize her a little bit um and unique is down something i read was like unique should have at least bartered something for this considering Agreed. only like an episode two episodes ago uh the, of the whole bathroom debacle that Unique couldn't at least be like, well, what's in it for Unique? I will right. do this, but let us twerk again or whatever. I was going to go with, but tell the sports teams to stop bullying us. Yes. And you went with, but let us twerk again. And well, honestly, that's what they you're... gave up for Unique to be able to have their own bathroom. So, Oh, yeah, you're right. If you're going to be right about it. Let them twerk. Let them twerk. Let them twerk. twerk. The chant we deserve. Um, exactly. And deserve, yes. Yes. So then we cut to the Beckfist Club, which is detention. That, this is, that is funny that. Very good. It's called the Beckfist Club because Becky Jackson is there most often and it's because she cannot stop swearing. Bitch. Bitch. Um, so, Zach, we're, we're watching this episode as we eat dinner, which means the whole fam jam watched it. Um, I love, and, okay. Love that. And it very quickly becomes a breakfast club thing, of course, right? Um, And then, so it's Figgin says, it is 4.01. You now have 12 hours to think about, like, what you've done. And Zach is like, are they going to be in detention till all night? 4 a.m.? Till midnight? That, What's that happening? Or because it was eight hours. It was eight hours. So, yeah. yeah. still. Um, And so then it becomes like, is this just still gas leak because then Blaine eventually starts seeing puppets again. So I'm like, is Blaine just imagining people saying lines from the Blackfist Club? Because then Becky starts talking about how she taped someone's butt together to impress his old man, which is what Emilio Estevez does in the Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's like Lee was like, let's make some jokes and let's prioritize jokes over making sense right now. And they did right. in a very egregious way. A Breakfast Club episode, themed episode at least, could have been a solid premise too. Yes. Like, Breakfast Club they didn't is have... funny. Breakfast Club is so funny. They didn't have to throw it away 
because ghastly. Yeah. And we do get another Blaine fever dream. Yes, which is why I was like, okay, maybe the earlier parts was Figgin just quoting the movies and telling them they have to be here for eight hours, even though it's four in the afternoon, was just more gas leak because then then there's puppets, yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, talking to the puppets. He feels bad about missing the show. Um, Maybe uh, he's... he this shouldn't be relying like, on the puppets because it's... Right. He he should be actually getting close to people. Like, he's uh, closing himself off. And IRL Jake is like, no, you might just want to get a CAT scan. <laughs> yeah. Jake is like, mm, if you're still having these fantasies outside of the Glee Club, you need to really look into things. Um, yeah. But then, actually, Jake is like, yo, cover for me. I gotta go. Right. Right. None of your business. Understandably. Yeah. I mean, we know. Yes. But, yeah, and Blaine is like, all right, fine. But it's all for naught because he, Jake finds Bree in the hallway. She got her period, and that's like, okay. Yep. And then she's like, he's like, wow, that's great notes. And he, she's like, actually, fuck you. I hate you now. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. You're all like all you ever are is a man slut, which it's like when you have seven kids with seven different women. Like, I feel sorry for those babies that will share your DNA. Just stay away from me now. You're toxic. It's pot it's calling something. the kettle black there a little bit with the, a little bit the toxicity uh, claims, but fair right. enough. And like more uncomfortable because they're black. Like yeah. it's not. It's a little. It's a little on the nose. Yeah, don't love it. Yeah, and it's like I said, very about face for Brie and her character development. So. Yeah, like at least with Kitty and Quinn, we got development. Yeah, we got them growing out of being bitchy cheerleader. Yeah, she went straight from bitchy cheerleader who has no qualms about being someone who like breaks up a relationship to suddenly when she's in a non-exclusive sexual relationship with this guy who's also having sex with other people she's like "Mm, actually you're toxic yeah i can't do this and then we get sue in a proper suit with the school board which frankly does look like an outfit unique would wear so makes sense (laughs) it's true that's so true um, Just like and... a, a middle-aged white lady, and you're like, ah, yes, the unique special, <laughs> the secretary, the yeah. unique special, and Sue does look great. Yeah, Jane Lynch looks great. It's very much like what you would expect a, a an educational administrator to wear. It's giving best in show. It's giving best in show, which I love. <laughs> yes. Um. And uh, the superintendent apologizes for looking over her feminine side. Yes. Figgins calls out Sue with the gas leak, but she's like, not to fear. I already fixed it because I know a gas leak induced dream when I see one. So I fixed it. And that's why I'm a leader. Yeah. Which. It worked. It did. Yeah. I did quite like I know a gas leak induced fantasy sequence when I see one. I'm like, Sue would. Not her first rodeo. Right. So why don't we go out and celebrate? Yeah, and then this guy's like, oh, I don't no, want to nah. hang out with you now that you're not a man. I wanted a friend. Right. Did not I want to date I wanted a buddy. You. Yeah. Right. And But, like, real fast, too. She was just like, great, want to go out? Nope. Bummer. Yeah. Not, not, a, not a suave mood, Sue Sylvester. No. Bless your heart. Oh. And then we have to bring the vapor rate back. Yeah, now the puppets shit's weird. It's so weird. Now you've and made the it, puppet thing weirdly. Right. Because you got Blaine being Tina puppet. Yes. Talking about Blaine's hairless body. Right, and like puppet Tina controlled by Blaine is like flirting with Blaine, but also just talking about the weird yeah, vapor rub incident. It's It's very strange. Although I will say... He's gotten pretty good at making puppets very quickly. I mean, good for him. Everyone needs a hobby. And his is amateur puppetry. Yeah. Um, and then Tina, like, sees this and is like, um, are, is that a puppet version of me? And he's like, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, it has Asian eyes and my exact dress that she's wearing. That which she's is wearing, good. yeah, which means, like, Blaine, that implies that Blaine saw Tina that morning and immediately was like, sick, new puppet time. Yep. 
Exactly. And weird moment for te- for anyone to be like, you know what, Blaine, we talked about it, and we feel bad that you're that you're being such a puppet master because we realized you're under a lot of pressure and you're trying to exalt some control. And I'm like, don't let him off the hook that easily. Like, give him some reality. Right? Give him a dose of reality at least. And we get that. Like, we get the apology later, but still it's like, weird turnaround weird way to like start wrapping things up it was very much like you were right you were being kind of a bitch but you were right to do so right again very rachel berry coded very which like he's the new rachel they said it yeah yeah like last season yeah everyone agrees for him to take a lead on a song whatever you want to do acapella or big band whatever like as he should like that's what i said that's like, what I was that's like. Never been up for debate. That's true. He is a senior, and he's the most talented one. So yes, it would make a lot of sense for Blaine to lead on a song during nationals. Like that's not, yeah, that's not controversial at all. Um, but yeah, go like, off. We're I all guess. expecting. I it. guess we yeah. just needed we need a conflict for this episode. Right, and then we got Jake approaching Marley. I miss you every minute of every day. I screwed up badly. I knew you're the only one who can make me a better person. And like to Marley's credit, she's like, I can't fix you. We gave it a try. It wasn't right. My only note here was Marley will not sing Fix You by Coldplay to Jake. Ah. She's like, I will not be fixing you, Coldplay, Jake. I will not fix you. I will not be running up that hill. will not be guiding you home. No. No, ma'am. Ugh. She does the very, like, 2000s, like, manic pixie dream girl thing of, like, looking away and, like, tucking her hair behind her and being like, I'm sorry, I won't, I can't. Very Bella from Twilight Coded. Very Bella Coded, yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, she's just like, I just don't like you like that anymore. And he's like, but you're the only good thing about about me. And she's like, no. And then that's it. (laughs) It was very Twilight Coded shit. It was the era. It was the era. It was. All that was missing was like, I would die every day waiting for you. <laughs> Twilight mashup. Twilight mashup. Um, then we cut to the loft. Um, Kurt got cronuts because it turned out that the one guy that saw Pamela Lansbury thought it was Angela Lansbury but liked what he saw and then showed that bootleg he made to his nephew who runs the Williamsburg Music Hall. So they are now booked at the hottest spot in, in Bro- Williamsburg. In Brooklyn. Sa- in all of in, Brooklyn. Oh, in you. Brooklyn. You're right. In all of Brooklyn. And I said, what the fuck? <laughs> I was so mad at this. That this uh, deus ex... Uh, Angela Lansbury fan. Yeah. This deus ex Madonna was just like, no, I like what you got. Let me show my nephew and you guys are going to play the Williamsburg Music Hall. And like, that's not how that works 99.8% of the time. And I hate you for it. That Pamela Lansbury is the 0.2%. My only note there was, oh, remember Cronuts? Yeah. Remember Cronuts? (laughs) That was very that time. It was. That was a very... 2013 reference 20 yes. actually it was probably closer to a 2011 reference but lee is just a little late right 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 um and then kurt got a package we don't see what it is but we know what it is we know what it is and then <sighs> we could probably like have just done the episode on this one number absolutely so Listeners, you all know what's happening now on the screen. Um, so Blaine apologizes. Yep. We'll start off with Blaine apologizes, which is good. He was in the wrong. Yes. As anxious as he is and as uh, obvious as it is that he should be taking lead. Yeah. And to make it up, he has made puppet versions of everybody. Of everybody. Even the people in New York, including Adam Inclu- Lambert, who I don't believe he's ever met. <laughs> including Star Child. Yeah. And do they sing Rainbow Connection? Mm. No. Do they sing Sucks to Be Me from Avenue Q? Uh, do they sing Moving Right Along? Do they did they even sing Menomina? If they want to sing a nonsense song, the Muppets is full of them. But no. But no. They made a capital C choice. With what the fox say. 
Um, it's been going around the internet now for a while, but it has been said that this is what Kevin McHale has said was the moment that Glee broke him. Um, yes. I am going to text you a photo of of that moment of Kevin McHale, like, realizing that he, maybe he just shouldn't be on this show anymore. Oh, absolutely clock that. 100% saw that. Where he's just like, what am I doing? I'm and in I a wheelchair say- with a puppet who's also in a wheelchair just on my lap. Um, I'm like, folks, it's it's not good. It's not good. And I wish I could say, like, it was just Kevin McHale. No. But no, no one is happy to be there. Rachel Berry, Leah Michelle, is doing so much. She is like, she- if you're going to make me this thing a song, I'm going to put my whole Broadway voice into it. And this is right. not a song that benefits from her dulcet tones. No. Because, like, like, here's the thing. Immediately after finishing this episode and watching that performance, I just quickly pulled up the YouTube music video for the original What the Fox Say. Uh-huh. And you know what? It slaps. Like, <laughs> is it a, is it a, from a moment that's, like, a meme? Like, I wouldn't watch it every day. But, like, this is clearly a comedy band doing a comedy song, and they pull it off. And they went viral for it. Yes. Good for them. Um, the problem Glee... is, Glee is like, this is a real serious song, and we are going to treat it with respect. Yes. And I'm like, this is not a song for respect. This is not. This is barely a song. It's 50% onomatopoeia. Yes, if it's you just can call noise. It it's just 50% noise. And every, like, no, I don't know who was singing what at any given point no. of that song. Because during, like, the, the sounds, the animal sounds, like... It is just like super cutting between, mm-hmm. like, like say my name style, cutting between everybody and anybody. Because it doesn't Cause matter. Because so it's a joke it song, sung by song. in a way and that does it not is work. So bad. It's like if they tried to sing one of the Lonely Island songs, but treated it with an utmost sincerity. Like, like they're they singing really- Captain Jack Sparrow. This is the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow, but they're not making it a joke. They are just like, this is a real and good normal song for people to be singing. Good for you, because I went with, if they had really just taken I Just Had Sex that seriously. I figured they would have to do one that Fox would approve of. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm I'm just imagining them trying to get the rights to a Lonely Island song, which is like NBC property. (laughs) Right. Um... Really what it is, is they've already done the equivalent of this, which is they tried to do Gangnam Style, but at least... Which wasn't a good the can- idea either. That and that, and within, the, within the canon of the show, it also wasn't a good idea, because it was clearly like they yes. lost on that song. It was too manic, and like someone fainted during it, and it was clearly not... take. It was like a bad choice that cost them a competition. Whereas this right. is like, look at us. Isn't this such a good popular normal song we are singing we are so on the trend they did not get the joke somehow i just i'm just still like on like nobody there was having a good time nobody on that stage no one was, was having e- a good time they like they could not physically give it a college try because they were all like this is so bad because it's not a song you can sing you don't get up and perform karaoke of what the fox say and with that it wasn't even i would have given it such a pass if this were one of the like fever dream numbers yes it wasn't even that it was their big company big finish number yeah it was it was so bad and particularly did not work rachel's singing on it was just egregious because she was trying too hard yeah and like they're all just sitting at that kitchen table why were they singing what the fox say like what yeah in what justification did, did, what is the Lane, uda hagen technique there that they were like call them what should up we do with these like, puppets here's what we're doing with our puppets if you want to right join now in. okay um hey santana star child kurt let's sing what the fox say at the kitchen table normal song we uh, soon to be apparently a, a band who plays in very respected music halls we should what should we do to practice i know meme song meme song it's, it's so and then, bad and then it just ends yeah they were like we can't come back There's... from this truly <laughs> they they cannot they cannot come back from this so 
That's the end. That's uh, how this episode that's fucking it. ends. That's how it fucking ends. Man. So you want to talk about the song of this episode? I or guess, yeah. There's a surprisingly small amount. Um, Ian, you're going to spend your human adult money to purchase one of these songs from this episode of Glee to own forever. Here are mm. your choices. You have Into the Groove, You're My Best Friend, Nasty Rhythm Nation mashup, Cheek to Cheek, or The Fox. Only five. What is that? Uh, I'm going to go with Nasty Rhythm Nation. That's a very good choice. It's a solid mashup, too. Right? It, it's finally they're back to doing a solid That's mashup. That's a good mashup that like makes sense, works well. Yeah, a very good choice. What about you? I... I maybe would pick that, although my heart also tells me I should just pick You're My Best Friend because it's a good song, and it is a classic Darren Chris number. And out of context, like, that will right. hit. Right, it will hit. Like, if you're just if that just comes on your shuffle, you're like, oh, cool, Darren Chris covering this glee, this uh, Queen song. Beautiful. Perfect. Love it. But yeah, that was it. We did it. That's it. Uh, one of the most notorious performances on, on Glee, so. Glee. Glee Kids, hooray. Glee Kids, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. damn. Well, the show is at Glee Aggressive uh, on all the social medias. Make sure to like and comment and rate and subscribe. Uh, Email us at at gmail at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. What should they write in about this week? Um, What other songs from 2012 to 2013? Is there another meme song that they could have done that would have been better? That would have been worse. Mm. Also, what trope am I thinking of? <laughs> yes, please. That's the more important <laughs> one. Is like, what trope are we thinking of? Uh. Um, Ian. And where can people find? Oh, no, you first. Okay, Karina. where well, can people fine. find you? You can find me on Blue Sky and on TikTok, the two most random Genders. platforms for me to be around on. Um, but I, you can find me under the same handle on both, which is Epic Adventure of. Nice. Ian? You can find me on all the social medias uh, at ibrowski, um, ianjbrodsky.com. Um, listen, I mean, I, I, it's like holiday season, so you can listen to It's Getting Cold, and it kind of feels like a holiday yeah, song. it's getting cold. Um, it, it do be getting cold. Um, but yeah, um, you that's on uh, Blue Sky Twitter-ish. Not really Twitter anymore, but uh, threads. Places. TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, yeah. folks, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Glee Clap Aggressive. <laughs> you can join us next week when we'll be discussing season five, episode eight. And that one is called Previously Unaired Christmas. Fascinating. Uh, we are like, that episode's going to come out bang on time, seasonally. I'm opening my calendar real quick. That should come out yeah. roughly two days after Christmas. So yeah, get in the holiday spirit right. with coverage of previously unaired Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'll leave you to think about what that could mean. Um, which means, Ian, did this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next one? Uh, unfortunately not. Like, again. If they hadn't done the Fox... If they hadn't done the Fox, there was potential with this episode. Like, there was the glimmers of glee days of yore, but just yeah. swing and a miss here. Uh, my advice, go watch the music video for the original performance of the Fox. It actually still hits. Okay. Amazing. You're welcome. I'm going to cut it off there. <laughs> glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive!